0: That is not just a clever cadence written by me, but a true statement of what we do every day and why we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are looking for something for your Jeep, Ram, Bronco, or Toyota, give us a try. We are here to help. And now, on to another amazing episode of the Modern Jeeper Show. The Modern Jeepers Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. Well, modern Jeepers, Matt's from Medical Care, and welcome to another episode of the Modern Jeepers Show. Corey and Jesse are recovering after uh, Corey's surgery last week. He talked about it in the last episode. And uh, it went a little bit harder than he expected, so all well wishes from you are appreciated. So I thought this week we might do something a little different. We just had our Independence Day holiday, 4th of July, and one of the habits that I have during 4th of July is to read a copy of the Declaration of Independence. I have a little copy that I'd like to carry with me, or you can go to the National Archives and just read a copy there. But either way, I like to do it, and it just reminds me of the purpose of July 4th, the purpose of Independence Day. So I thought maybe you guys would like to hear it, too. Maybe you didn't get a chance to read it recently, or maybe you just wouldn't mind just my elegant voice reading it to you. So here we go. We're just going to read the Declaration of Independence and share it with you. I'm not adding any thoughts in here. I'm not going to add any discussion points um, until maybe at the end. Really, it's just the Declaration of Independence as written, and I'm reading it directly from the National Archives. In Congress, July 4th, 1776. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume amongst the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect for the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly all experience hath shown that my count are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations Pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under the absolute despotism. it is their right, it is our duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained, and when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records, for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly, proposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time, after such dissolutions, to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime, exposed to all the dangers of invasions from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose of obstructing the laws of naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the condition of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone, for the tenure of their offices and the amount of payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices, and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us, in times of peace, standing armies without the consent of our legislators. He is expected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution and not acknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offences. For abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies. For taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our government. For suspending our own legislatures, and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here, by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is, at this time, transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy, scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages, and totally unworthy of the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens, taken captive on the high seas, to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections amongst us, and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. At every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for the redress in most humble terms. Our repeated positions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act, which may define a tyrant, is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislator to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. We must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation, and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind. Enemies in war, in peace, friends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, and General Congress, assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do, in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, and of right ought to be, free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British Crown, and that all political connection between them and the State of Great Britain is, and ought to be, totally dissolved, And that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may have right do. And for the support of this Declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. The Declaration of Independence, my friends. Of course, it's signed by representatives of all the 13 colonies. Some names you recognize, like, of course, Benjamin Franklin, Benjamin Rush, Samuel Adams. Some you will not, like Button Gwinnett, Richard Stockton. But one of the most famous names, of course, is John Hancock. Why? Because he signed his name big and bold. It was a statement. Remember, they said that last line, pledge to each other their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. They were willing to give up everything, everything, for this future promise of a nation of freedom, for this future promise of freedom alone. How much are you willing to give up for freedom? How much are any of us really willing to give up for freedom? Sometimes I wonder, because sometimes we see our freedoms being chipped away. And you wonder if the country we live in today is the one that all these gentlemen sign their names to. We'll see you on the trails, my friends. This podcast will self-destruct in 5, four, three, 2...